so what are you drinking? I got some Diet Coke right now. Okay, I've got Coke Zero. Ooh. This podcast was not paid for by the Coke company. <laughs> no, but we would like it to be. So if you could come off some of that fucking Coke money, that would be yeah. awesome. And that did not sound right. <laughs> I know, I was just thinking. And we don't mean cocaine. We don't mean <laughs> Coke. We mean actual sippy sippy Coke Coke. We're talking about Coca-Cola. So recently... Coca-Cola changed its Coke Zero recipe. I read this. And it's terrible. Mm. It's so sweet that it that it Ugh. it's it's not good. So Laura, who is a sweetheart, has we have both made it our missions in life to whatever store we are in, we go in and we first of all check to see if they have Coke Zero. Because it's so popular, it actually sells out, at least around here, a lot. And the second thing is, look inside the little hole where you grab it, and you can tell, because they change the can colors as well, to hmm. see if it's actually old Coke. She bought 17 cases of the old stuff. Oh, wow. And and we are enjoying it now while we can. Good for you. Or else pretty soon this show is going to be hosted by Pepsi Max, everybody. No, Pepsi, never. All right. Yeah. Be before I really move on, I need to show you what I got in the mail from my brother today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coloring cat farts. What does yes. that window say? Do you, do you, what? It says, do you still love me? The cat <laughs> on the cover with the little... The old gassy fart coming out of the back. And the and the look on the cat's face like, oh, I'm so I, happy. I, I, I'm so I happy. Better now. I'm so and happy I can queef. The back cover says, I know it was you, Karen, with this moody, <laughs> angry cat. Yeah. With this, <laughs> this weird sort of devil, diabolical, like mosaic cat. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. And yeah, all the cats in here have a little fart cloud behind them. <laughs> I wonder if there's a dog <laughs> version of that. There's got to be. My brother. I, that's awesome. Know. 47 possum prints ready to frame because I want to frame a <laughs> farting cat picture. <sighs> this is how much my brother loves me. Hey, <laughs> that's awesome. I think I think it's great. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com to catch up on all of our past episodes. You and your farting cats can engage with us on social media at symbol the watchlist pod, at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson. And make sure, most importantly, you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. <sighs> Gotta start the show by saying... Welcome to all of our listeners around the world. All 22 of you are so appreciated. Yes, you are. We love yep. you so much. And you know what? Wherever you are listening to us, thank you very much. Sincerely, very much for listening to us. We appreciate yeah. it. So you brought up something this week. I we sure did. What, did. what did you want to talk about first before we get into our reviews of shit? Well, I found this article. Uh, my sister actually shared it with me. It's on comicbook.com. 
about the director of Wonder Woman claiming that day and date release was detrimental to the movie Wonder Woman 1984, where I'm like, uh, it was a shitty movie, and that's what was detrimental. Exactly. It was detrimental to itself. Yeah. But also, I mean, come on. it sh- Nobody can gauge the day and date release data right now. Because no. even, any, especially back when the Wonder Woman movie was released. Because COVID, A, the- not every theater in the country was open. And the ones that were open were set to like half capacity anyway. Right, right. So unless the theaters were charging double the amount to get in, there was no way your box office was going to be even close to what it could have been if this wasn't going on. Not at all. Not at all. And I was thinking about that, too. And as much as I always would lift up Patty Jenkins, the director, and Gal Gadot and and the whole bit, that movie was just a piece of hot trash. It sure as shit was. I mean... I, I loved the first Wonder Woman. Don't get me wrong. The first Wonder Woman was was baller in terms of entertainment and story and the whole bit. And the second one was was terrible. So she's blaming box office blah on anything but her shitty script and movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. Do you think she's just jumping on the train of other people blaming day and date for the failure of their stuff? I, because she mentions that she's a, a got to see it in the theater. And if she can ever avoid things streaming ever, she will. She says she will never make a movie for a movie for Netflix because she makes movies to be seen on the big screen. Uh, She'll make TV shows, but not movies. So I think she's just trying to deter the whole day and date in general and the streaming of movies in general, where I'm like, well, you need to just accept facts that people want to sit at home sometimes Mm -hmm. and watch a movie on their TV. Yep. And they're gonna. And if your movies aren't, made for that and don't work on my TV properly, then I'll just never watch your movies. Well, and I, I mean, I might go to the theater, but I mean, if I, I, yeah, I I just, yeah. Well, there's the one thing I do want to add to that. And I would like to piggyback off of what you just said. Mm -hmm. If you're on the bubble about seeing something, Especially in the day and age of COVID. I mean, I wish I wish we could go back to fucking five years ago and not worry about who we were sitting next to in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. But that 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 ship has sailed. But if you're on the bubble about, first of all, going to a movie theater in the first place. And second of all, part of why you're on the bubble of seeing something in a theater is, well, I just don't know how good that's going to be. And I'm going to touch on that in a little bit, too then staying at home is a perfectly acceptable alternative. Yeah. They just, Hollywood just needs to figure it out. Yes. You you know, exactly what they need to do. They need to figure it out. I mean, I don't necessarily, I I think Hollywood is full of, you know, evil money grubbing bastards, 
Again, yes. some something else I will touch on a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, nobody could see COVID coming. Absolutely nobody. And all of these contracts have been in place for how long? It Possibly years before something actually hits the screen. Mm-hmm. So your shitty Wonder Woman 1984 gets made. Okay, great. Glad I watched it at home. Yeah. Glad I watched it at home. And didn't pay extra for it. And didn't pay extra for it. Thank you, Warner Brothers. That's not my fault. You no. know, if it were awesome and and I thought, oh, my God, this would look so great on a movie theater, then that might actually entice me to go see it bigger on a yeah. Tuesday morning first screening of the day when the only other person there is the kid making popcorn. <laughs> well, and even if there was no COVID happening and I could just wander into a movie theater, there are there are plenty of movies where I'm like on the bubble of do I really need to pay to see this? Or can I wait? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, because I've got the there's plenty of those that I'm in that place with. Yes. May I may I mention one of them? Why, of course you may. It's funny that we bring this topic up because I saw reminiscence. I tried to watch reminiscence. And why did you only try to watch Reminiscence? I it would get to a certain <laughs> point and I realized I was just not paying attention at all. And then I try, I started it over to be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and try to watch this. And then when I did, no, I just was like, I don't care. I don't know what, what the fuck is going on. This isn't worth my time. And I turned it off and I walked away. <sighs> Because so it just, that whole beginning bit, I don't even know how far I got, is just boring as shit. Well, yes. <laughs> and I, and so I was, so I said to Laura, all right, what are we going to watch tonight? And she said, I don't know, entertain me. And I said, okay. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to watch this new reminiscence movie. It's got Hugh Jackman in it. It's got Rebecca Ferguson in it. It's got, oh, and there's an interesting bit too. Tondue Newton is in it, who used to be known as Tandy Newton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She went back to the original spelling of her first name. And the proper pronunciation then. Yes. And oh. and we were like, well, wait, is that a typo? And then I, it made me look it up. No, she is Tondue Newton. Okay. And, and I thought that that was beautiful. But anyway. That is. That's amazing. So we sat through this piece of shit. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, it, and it wants in the narration, Hugh Jackman provides narration throughout this entire thing. And it's very much like the original theatrical cut of Blade Runner. Yeah, it's trying to be all film noir. It's trying to, well, yeah, it's trying to be film noir and at the same time be kind of dystopian, futuristic, blah, 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 where the world is such shit that people live in their memories. And that's the premise of this movie. It has so many plot holes, chief of which for me, how is it that a guy who, yes, used to work in the military, who now runs a business helping people re you know go back to their great memories 
is now all of a sudden empowered to go and find the bad guy of everything that's happening without being stopped at all by the police and all that other sort of shit. So the odd thing is I ended up kind of liking the way that the film turned out. And I Mm. turned to Laura and I said, well, what'd you think? And I told her what I said. And she said, did we watch the same piece of shit? (laughs) This is a piece of shit. And I said, yes, but she said, no, this is a piece of shit, Bill. And I have to agree. (laughs) It is not good. It is not good. But going back to our conversation about being on the bubble, about seeing something in a theater, we would not have gone to see it in a movie theater and paid the $30 to see it. We got it free because it's Warner Brothers and they they laid out the edict at the beginning of the year that their entire slate of movies was going to be available on HBO Max. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So luckily, with the subscription to HBO Max, we got to watch this piece of shit. I would have been pissed if we had paid $30 to see Reminiscence. I believe I would have been too. Oh, my God. Seeing as how twice... I tried to figure out what the hell I was looking at and turned it off twice. There's actually a really brutal scene in it, too. Well, I'm glad I didn't. I Well, you know what? I can't say I'm glad I didn't get that far because I may have gotten that far, but didn't notice because it could not hold my attention that long. No, it happens, I think, in the last half hour of the movie. Okay, then clearly I, I am certain I did not get that far. I... I saw the movie for what it looked like on paper. And I guess that's why I turned to her and said, you know, I kind of I kind of like this movie. Mm. And she said, no, Bill, we watched a piece of shit. (laughs) And I said, yes, you're right. We watched a piece of shit. I'm sorry, Hugh Jackman. I'm sorry, Rebecca Ferguson. But your movie was shit. Yeah. So I would I'd be very. Yeah, it was. I'd be very willing. So on the day, like, so this podcast is actually going to debut on Monday. It'd be very interesting to see what the box office was on the weekend for people who did go to the Mm -hmm. theater. Because I guarantee you this movie will drop 85% in its second week. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. So folks out there with HBO Max, do yourself a favor and find something else. Yes. yes. Find a Please good detective do. noir movie. Just Actually, watch if you, Blade Runner for fuck's sake. Jesus. Right. I, you beat me by half a second. Yes. <laughs> if you really want to watch something really cool and futuristic, dystopian, and uh, although you'd have to go back to the original theatrical cut for the narration, but watch Blade Runner. So that that's why I wanted to to go into that because it pertained exactly to what we were talking about. Hmm. What'd you watch this week? Well, I watched on HBO Max uh, a movie that Dwight picked called This Must Be the Place. It's actually from 2011, and it stars Sean Penn as a former, as a wealthy yet former rock star who is bored and jaded in his 20-year retirement living in Dublin. He retired after two of his fans had committed suicide. Oh, wow. And he goes to New York to reconcile with his dad, but he arrives too late. Dad's already passed away. 
And Sean Penn, his character named Cheyenne, has that Robert Smith, the cure, big, giant, black dyed hair, and he wears makeup. <laughs> like bright red lipstick eyeliner. And he's like this old, decrepit man, like washed, like he looks like he's washed up, but he wasn't a washed up punk rocker. But he looks like an old woman. And Does throughout the show, <laughs> yes, he looks like some old woman, like hobbling around because he doesn't like walk like normal. He's kind of like hobbling around like he's old and and his body aches everywhere. <laughs> and he <laughs> he talks really softly through the whole movie. And he's got this weird outlook on things where he just I don't know. It's just the weirdest shit that he says. And the whole thing, when he meets his dad, he finds like his dad's journals or something. And dad was obsessed, was, is an, a former Auschwitz uh, prisoner. Oh. From, yeah. And his dad has been on this quest and he found one of the Nazi SS officers who was at Auschwitz that gave that like fucked with dad all the time. Mm, okay. So, so Cheyenne decides to once he's in America and he meet he misses you know his dad dies before he finally can reconcile with him. He goes off to to hunt down this guy to fuck with him and and kill him because that's what dad wanted. Wow! And he finds a Nazi hunter named Mordecai Midler, who is played by. Oh, he's, he's played by Judd Hirsch, who was on Taxi and, and all those other things that Judd Hirsch was in. Sure, sure. And uh, Cheyenne's wife is named Jane, and they have a very, uh, uh, unlike most rock stars and celebrities in general, they have a perfect marriage. Very loving. They, they're doing great. And, that's, and she's played by Frances McDormand. But it's a very quiet film. It it kind of moves a little slow. The pacing is kind of kind of slow and and a, a little bit snoozy at times. But when Sean Penn is on, it is fucking hysterical. <laughs> I'm just laughing away at this. Like what what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> like it's just like some old man just blurting out shit. Where you're like. Like it's hysterical, but it's like you and you didn't expect that to come out of this person. And what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> it, it, <laughs> like he 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 has no filter. He just speaks his mind, and it's his. It is very funny that part. I don't know if this movie's meant to be a comedy. No, it's right. like a drama. It is a drama apparently. But uh, <laughs> there were so many funny. I'm just laughing my ass off through most of this, but. So maybe some of it was lost on me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this movie again? This is on HBO Max. Is it and really? Yeah. Yeah. David Byrne is in it playing himself. And it's called This Must Be the Place, which is a lyric from a Talking Heads song. And yes. This yes. this must be the this must be the place. Home, it's from uh, Home is where be the place. Place. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so it's not just sing too much. <laughs> that horrible music interlude yeah, was not brought to you by Coke Zero. Coke Zero, <laughs> go back to the old shit, Coke. This must be the place on HBO Max start from 2011. 
starring Sean Penn. Got it. So the other thing I checked out. Now, last time I talked about White Lotus. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay. I felt a little sadomasochistic and I watched Fantasy Island. Oh, I saw it too. Did you? Oh. All right, let's rip it apart. Okay, so. Now this is the new series, right? Not that movie that they did. Correct, which I also saw. Yes, same. Which I also saw. It wasn't the greatest movie in the world, but it certainly wasn't the worst movie in the world. Correct. It, you know, I thought it took Fantasy Island into a dark place. Yes. Yes, it did. Which like a I really wasn't dark place. Ex- expecting. But if you remember the original Fantasy Island TV show, sometimes mm-hmm. took people to incredibly dark places. Yes, it did. And and so all they did was just kind of make it a, a kind of horror movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, like your wishes have consequences and blah, blah, blah. All right, fine. I actually could have seen a sequel to that, but whatever. So I watched this Fantasy Island, on Fo- which airs on Fox, but it's also on Hulu as well the day after it airs. Yeah, and I saw it straight on Hulu. I didn't realize it was actually on Airing on TV on Fox. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) I wanted to like it. And I wanted to like it because in the very premiere episode, they lay out the fact that this is the great niece of Ricardo Montalban's character. Yes. Mr. Rourke. Mr. Rourke. Mm -hmm. So... This island has a tie to the Rourke family, which I I am not going to care enough about this series because I'm assuming it will get canceled within two seasons anyway. Yes. But I'm assuming that that might have been revealed why later because mm, Fox okay. is always prone to do that. But I wish that this episode, and I'll start here, would have been two hours long. Because they just threw the stories in without any kind of real character development, without any kind of just background that seemed to be there. It it probably really wasn't back in the 70s, but it just it it seemed very sped sped up and like it, it was very. I'm going to get you from point A to point B really quickly because we only have an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they did more stuff with the Rourke girl than yes. I believe they ever did with Mr. Rourke. We didn't see a whole lot of him. Really. Of Mr. Rourke? Yeah. We didn't really see like his day to day, what he does and stuff that I remember. I remember Fantasy Island focused mostly on the person's fantasy and what was going on with them with tiny little interludes kind of to to show, to break it up so you know you're going to the other person and their mm-hmm. fantasy since there were multiple people. But from what I, but there were episodes where Rourke was front and center. I don't remember any of those. So I don't doubt that it was a thing, but I do yeah. not recall those. 
episodes. But but Ricardo Montalban, rest in peace, bro. You will always be con to me. Mm-hmm. Those episodes, he, the weight of his character was always there because yeah. he just exuded this 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 thing. Yeah, yeah, he had this thing that he demanded respect and and he was just larger than life mr rourke was yes mm-hmm. so rosalind sanchez plays the great niece but what i didn't like about this show is that they saddled her with a potential love interest yeah because she needs that i mean come on can't she be a whole person on her own right and that struck me in the that struck me in the head to be honest and the guy that they that they're saddling her with is the pilot of the plane who brings the guests over. So this is her confidant, would be boyfriend or past relationship. But why does the woman need a man? Yeah. Whereas Mr. Rourke and then Michael Pena's Mr. Rourke, they don't need anybody. They're just there. They control shit. They're they're all about because well, they're men. Men are fine on their own, but a woman, she is nothing without her man. And see, I, I think that that's bullshit. So I called bullshit on that instantly. And the episode itself centers on two stories. One, Bellamy Young, who played the wife of the president on Scandal, plays an aging TV news anchor or a morning show anchor who is constantly fighting the battle of the bulge because she always has to be pretty and thin to keep her job and compete. And she flips out one day when a, when a really nice new guy brings donuts into the studio and she flips out on air and realizes I need to get away. Mm -hmm. And her fantasy is to be able to eat anything she wants to. But of course it can't be simple as that. Nothing is ever simple on fantasy Island. And then the other story is an aging couple who come to the island because the woman has terminal cancer. And so they just want to go back and live at a point in their lives just for a few days where they don't have to worry about a thing. And they turn young again. Now, to continue, there are going to be spoilers. So five, four, three, two, one. All right, so the woman who has cancer. I hated this whole thing. This. So she gets this tattoo after, like, they're they're at some type of big party, it's almost some like some big giant rave. I mean, it's, it's a what giant rave, yeah. with some drugs going on, and yeah. she's led into a tent by this woman, and who gives her a tattoo, which. Miss Rourke looks at and says, well, the island has spoken to you. Where did you get that Mm -hmm. tattoo? And, oh, now I get it. She's fucking. Ah. (laughs) So that's that means she's tattoo. Oh, that's fucking hysterical. But anyway, dog or something was supposed to be tattoo. Oh, my God. I just thought that they literally gave a woman a tattoo. (laughs) <laughs> as okay as a reference but anyway may uh, perhaps not but we don't i don't yeah right, i thought the dog i could have swore i read the dogs were the replacement tattoo for a tattoo yeah well but then all of a sudden 
Miss Rourke looks at her and offers her the option of staying on this island forever, forever to remain young. Living out her life again from this young age, and she is like, no. But then her husband's like, no, you should. And I'm just thinking, wait a minute, bitch. You've got children. You are dying. They know you're dying, and you're just gonna gonna stay on this island and live a second life now. Never to see your children again. Never to let your children have the chance to say goodbye to you. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna steal that chance for your children to have like to say goodbye to your their mother, their fucking mother, and grandmother because they're of and that age. Because they've got grandchildren. Yeah. Yep. And your husband just like, well, you never loved me because you're a lesbian. What the fuck is that shit? No, no, I'm not buying that whole thing. Pissed me off there at the end. Pissed me off. Well, and the explanation the husband gives is we'll just tell them you didn't make it through the trip. Yeah, fucking bullshit. So where's her body for the goddamn funeral? Yeah, to no. where you could go to the funeral, see your mother for one last time. No, just no. It just, but it points to how bad the writing is that it's so glossed over and it's so quick. Yeah, that was so such a fast decision. I'm like, what the fuck? You don't even know this woman you knew for like you met for like one day or whatever. Yeah, and got that damn tattoo. You don't know her, and you're gonna just give up everything of that entire life you've lived into old age for this. And did you catch the very end of it? The very last shot where they're both watching the plane take off and her tattoo turns into something else. It glows. And then it actually, yeah. So at the very end of the episode where, Bellum, Bellamy, fuck, why can't I say Bellum, Bellum, fuck, Miss Young, she gets on the plane and the husband who reverts back to being old gets on the plane. The plane is taking off. They're both watching the plane take off and you see the woman's tattoo turn orange, like a, like almost like a, like a fire or something. And then it turns into something else. Hmm. And so I'm imagining that they'll get into that later on as well. Yeah, probably. Um, you can't show that and not get into it later. So, yeah. Right. But I dislike Fox shows. And I have been wrapped up in other shows in the past. And I'm not falling for it. Mm-hmm. Especially for a show where they don't flesh out characters. Bellamy Young's character is the one they flesh out the most. And to why she feels like she has to be thin all the time and eat and why and she wants yeah why eating is the thing she does and she is actually quite a very good actress yeah yeah she's... quite good mm-hmm. but in this episode it made me wonder why she took this episode hmm you know why this 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 for a one off thing like this i mean i know you know, an actor's an actor in Hollywood and you got to eat. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I would, this could have been somebody else for that 40 minutes and it would have been just fine. But I guess they needed yeah. the weight of Bellamy, Bellamy Young well, to, I, to act it properly. I didn't 
uh, personally, I was like, meh. I didn't even know who the fuck she was, to be honest with you. Well, it's just to show that if you are looking for something light and you have this nostalgic kick, which quite frankly was the reason I turned it on besides the comparison to White Lotus, which it is not White Lotus at all. There is no oh, mystical God, no, no. there is no mystical formula formula to White Lotus at all. That's mm-hmm. just a scathing rebuke of of privilege. It's fantasy just pretty, island. Pretty location. Yes. And haves versus have nots versus fantasy island, which is exactly what the title says. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for something so light and so breezy, watch what we do in the shadows. Watch yeah. something else. <laughs> Anything watch a, else. <laughs> watch another drama. You know what? Actually, you know what the perfect thing is? A weekly TV uh, police procedural like NCIS. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Those are perfect. That's perfect. Because at yeah. least those characters are developed. That show has got a good routine. It's got a good rhythm. And I am not, I warn you now, they did stuff on that show that you know is going to come back later. They're going to leave you on some cliffhanger, and then the show's going to fucking get canceled. Yeah. So any who's he, Fantasy Island. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Nice. Yeah. Well, the other thing I watched is the new... Bob Ross documentary on Netflix. No, you watch that. It's called Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. Oh, <gasps> those happy little trees aren't so happy. <laughs> what, no. uh, what? What? How was it? I really want to watch. It's that. really good. It's really good. And and I appreciate the fact that they actually pointed out the original happy painter, William Alexander. My dad loved watching William Alexander's painting show. And this was all on PBS, right? This is all PBS. Bill Alexander is a German guy. He was older. And he was a little more brusque because of that accent. But he did the same oil painting in this quick time. Beautiful. And he would say, we're going to put a happy tree here. And you'd see him scraping out and a little more Prussian blue and paint it on. And when everybody keeps talking about the happy trees and Bob Ross, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's Bill Alexander with the happy trees. Well, I didn't realize Bob Ross was a student of William Alexander's. And that's where he learned some of this. And he was kind of like Bill Alexander's protege. So I appreciated them pointing out Bill Alexander and showing you that because everybody seems to forget that he existed and Bob Ross learned from him. And then he did his show and he met these, this couple called the Kowalskis who were like business partners. And I didn't know a lot of this. I didn't know any of this other shit other than his painting. (laughs) And there's a whole (laughs) lot of other shit, you know, betrayal and greed let me tell you what i tell you bob ross nice bob ross oh it wasn't him doing that it was the people around him oh yes and there are a lot of people who had originally agreed to be a part of this documentary who backed out because these kowalski folks are very litigious really yes they sue the shit out of anybody wow 
So they all were af are afraid of those that couple. And I feel like when that couple passes away, uh, more shit will come out about wow. the shit they've done. That's a shame. It, you know what? It is. It's a very sad ending there for Bob Ross's uh, son. Uh, and because of the shit that those people did, but it's a really good documentary. I just, y'all should be watching it. If you're interested at all in Bob Ross, um, cause you'll, you're learning quite a bit. Cause I, I never looked into Bob Ross's life or anything of his background. Well, it, it, it just strikes me as so tragic that, and, and Bob Ross was, I think at, best at, at best a d level celebrity yeah he had yeah. he had he had his very popular pbs show and now and we were in fucking ac moore no michaels michaels and and um we were in there and we're in line and all of a sudden i'm looking over and there's some bob ross or bob ross branded candy or something like oh that oh god and and it's like happy little trees or some shit like that. And so after in death, they're still making money off of his name. They're making an ass load of money off of his name. Yes. They when he was well in the documentary, they talk all about this when he was like dying of cancer. They were pressing him to sign over rights to his name and likeness to them to the bob ross inc company and <sighs> well and what's yeah. a shame is that they've guys made an like ass him, load of money off of him an ass load of money off of him guys like him casey Kasem, uh who else has been taken advantage of so severely by friends family members and they've given their lives to whatever platform they had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's just such a shame. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, it it's it's terrible. Oh, but I want to see that documentary so bad. Definitely watch it. Definitely cool. watch it. Awesome. Um, so I learned this week that the CNN documentary series, uh, Stanley Tucci Searching for Italy is yeah. now available on HBO Max. No kidding. And it, this is really, really a good thing, and you really should watch it. it. There's only six episodes, and it's Stanley Tucci during this COVID stuff, going around Italy, eating all the foods in these different areas and talking about the Italian foods in Naples and Rome and Milan and Tuscany, and he's, he's Italian, and he... he He's like spent a lot of time in Italy as well as you know in America, so you really get a full view of the history and just things and little stories of of Hollywood and stuff. And I really liked it. I loved it. It was great. Well, and Stanley Tucci is awesome. And well, he's Stanley fucking Tucci, man. He's Come Stanley on. Tucci. He's awesome. <laughs> you know, I mean, geez, he's, he's a great. friendly, likable guy. Yeah. You know, it's it's really a lot of fun to watch somebody going around Italy eating the food that I would love to be eating. <laughs> I I would love to go to Italy. I can't. <laughs> oh, Italy's you know, great. 
Have you been? Oh yeah, yeah. Have you really? Yeah. Uh I would love to go to we would love to go see Vatican City. I've been there. We we would love to go see just um the the what's the the Colosseum? I saw part of it. I didn't actually get to go into it, but yes, I wanted to go. Oh no, the Colosseum. I did go into the Colosseum. Yes. Okay. I would love that to see really that. That was really cool. The Colosseum was really cool. Yeah, I bet. I would love to do that. I need new knees. So if anybody out there would like to sponsor oh, my knee yeah. surgery, that would be fantastic. Yeah. You hear me, yeah, orthopedic before, people? Yeah, that was before the knees were really, really bad. And walk, it was bef- it was when I could still do a lot of walking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because we the did show- Venice, and no matter what you do, you're going to be lost in Venice. Just accept yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Venice, and then down to Florence, and then into Rome, and then I had a one day excursion from Rome to Pompeii. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That was awesome. That was fabulous. That's great. That was fabulous. I love not Pompeii. For, not for the people of 76 AD, but you know. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you want to see Stanley Tucci walking around, going around Italy, eating delicious foods and shit, Stanley Tucci searching for Italy on HBO Max now. Ah, Watch got it. it. You'll love it. So, I have news. 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 Thanks as always to David. Shout out to David as usual. What's up, David? So should I start with the most uh, like offensive thing that he sent me? (laughs) Do whatever you want, man. Disney is daring to make a Lion King prequel film. Hmm. <sighs> Why? They have, they have bastardized not just once, but now will bastardize twice my favorite animated film of all time. Oh, man. Hmm. And it's going to, f- it's going to concentrate on young Mufasa and young Scar. Blah. Yeah. So that's coming down the pipe. So has the well run dry for Disney? Is that what's happening here? I I truly think, I don't think the well is run dry at all. I think that, especially in a pandemic, I think that they are saving money. All these studios, fucking Fantasy Island, Beverly Hills, or BH90210, all these redos and and all of that shit, I think all of that, is just a way to save money and build on name recognition. If hmm. they really had the gumption, they would go and find a new story to tell. Yeah. They they absolutely would, rat bastards. Hmm. Uh, anyway, more news. News. Victoria Mahoney is going to direct The Old Guard 2. Oh. So Charlize Theron, uh, Kiki Lane, uh, Matthias Goenarts, other names I can't <laughs> pronounce, are all going to return to reprise their roles from the original movie, including Ch- including Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh, nice. Okay. So look for the old guard, too, coming soon. Whenever. Okay. Whenever. And last but not least, mm-hmm. 
did did you get into manifest did we talk about manifest? i have watched manifest yes i watched all of it and i heard it was canceled and i'm fucking pissed off because now i'll never know what the fuck no manifest oh? got picked up by netflix for a 20 oh, episode great. season yeah a so, few of the stars were like cool maybe but i'm not gonna hold my breath so good to know that it did get picked up. So maybe they'll actually wrap it up. So Netflix saves manifest orders, supersized fourth and final season. Great. So you're actually going to get to see manifest end. Well, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Which proves another point that all of these shows, these high concept shows like manifest this upcoming La Brea shit like, um, uh, flash forward, all of that other sort of stuff should really be only limited series. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Six yes. or eight episodes and out. Yeah. Or whatever, however many needed, to however be money you need to, mm -hmm. to take care of. It. And actually you could probably get rid of, of the whole series in like four or six. Probably but, could. Yeah. You know, but like, like the Korean shows that I've watched, it's one season and maybe 16 episodes or so. They tell the full story, they wrap it up, and you're done. You're not left with any cliffhanger like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Because they don't, you know, do it to death to where you're like, oh my god, will this series never fucking end? Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, if you want. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I can move on. Yeah. So my, my international show, other than Stanley Tucci in Italy, is a Korean drama that when you mentioned, no. yeah, okay. go figure. When you <laughs> mentioned uh, the paranormal real estate on sci-fi, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it really reminded me of this. I was like, I feel like I heard of that. And I was wondering if it was a remake of a Korean series that it's on the Viki app that you need to pay for the other tier up that I had not yet. I wasn't ready to dive into, but now, but then I decided I would. So now I was able to watch it. This one is called Sell Your Haunted House. Oh. Where you've got the uh, the psychic who can see the dead folks and they exercise the ghosts out of the house because she's also a realtor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is <laughs> this a same... reality show or is no, this no, a drama? No, no, this is a drama. It's a drama just like paranormal real estate. And they're kind of the same premise but it's totally different like like she like the the korean series has totally got other characters and other stories completely different from what i've seen so far of paranormal real estate okay yeah because the one thing about paranormal or, or like um surreal estate Oh, it, sorry, it's surreal estate, not paranormal surreal estate. real estate. Sorry. Oh, my gosh, I was doing it all wrong. That's all right. People know. Sorry, sorry, everybody. I meant surreal estate. Yes. Shit. Okay, anyway. They all seem to be concentrated in the same area. Like, how, the, how many fucking haunted houses are there in this one little, like, five-mile radius? It's a hellmouth, obviously. It's, a, it's obviously a hellmouth. <laughs> Obvious, obviously. Yeah, I mean, duh. <laughs> now, if if they traveled the country, and, and they were they were hired by certain people in say, uh, not Boise, Idaho, but you you know what I'm saying, like anywhere yeah. in the country, because they heard of their reputation for selling houses. Topeka, 
yeah. Topeka, Kansas, <laughs> you know, Springfield, Illinois, you know, yeah. Austin, Texas, all of that. Fine. But they seem to be just concentrated in this one little area with all hell mouth of shit going on. Well, but also realtors, I think you get licensed by that state or that municipality. But see, that's I don't think a real I don't think but I, I might be wrong that a realtor from like Kansas can just sell real estate in New York. You're correct. Okay, good. But there's a character on the show uh-huh. who seems to be sort of an office manager kind of fix it kind of person. Mm-hmm. Who And that could be a fun part of her character. Like, okay, we need a license for, okay, got it. Oh, okay. Nevada. Dep- depending on what they got to do to be licensed. Right. Okay. How did you How All did right. you know? Well, that's what you pay me for. So all of a sudden, you are now licensed to broker in Nevada. Okay. Well, then I could, I could accept that then, yes. Yeah. Okay. And, but, I, and also... Yeah. Oh, and, and also, just as an aside, if, if you want to watch Fantasy Island, watch Surreal Estate instead. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, or, you know, get the Vicky app and pay your subscription and watch uh, Sell Your Haunted House. How much is a subscription? The lower tier was like five bucks. There is a free level to watch certain shows. The standard pass gets you a few other, few extra shows you can watch. And that's five bucks. And then the I, I went ahead and I'm like, you know what? There's too many listing here that look like the titles are really cool. And they're kind of that supernatural sci-fi fantasy kind of genre that I just really want to watch. And it's ten bucks. Yeah. Ten bucks gives you the uh, entire catalog aside from any movies that need to be rented. Because they do have movies as well as TV series. And they have movies for rent as well. Well, all right. Yeah. So the this series, uh, she's the one who owns the real estate company. And she meets up with this guy who is, he's claiming to be like uh, an exorcist to get rid of ghosts. But he fake haunts the houses that he tries to get them <laughs> to pay him to exorcise ghosts out of with Technology. I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for those yeah. meddling kids. <laughs> it's exactly what he is. He's this con artist who we find out have have a history with the real estate people back in the day when they were little kids that they've completely forgotten about or had it blocked from their memories for whatever reason because shit's going down. And yeah, it's it's got a full big. There's so much happening in this show. Hmm. So much. So many different storylines going on that it's really good. It's really a good show. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's all I've got this week. Now that's it for me now too. Yeah. Other than that, I think more stuff starts coming back. Like what we do in the shadows comes back for season three next week. Um, oh yeah. Other... We're about at that time where everything. Else we're about at that. Yeah. 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 Which means I'm really going to have to start paying attention of what is where and how to find it and all that other sort of crazy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. So log on to the watchlistpod.com. God, that sounded so... <laughs> so anyway, because this... this is so hard to watch TV now. <laughs> right, Bill, you fucker. <laughs> is it that hard to watch TV? 
you fat bastard <laughs> with broken ass knees. It's not like you can go anywhere. Just sit at home. <laughs> Log on to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Click uh, or the watchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button. Tell me I'm a piece of shit for complaining about watching TV. And also, are you are you what are what are you watching these days? Are you checking out Fantasy Island? Are you are you happy Manifest is coming back? What kind of genre show do you get into? And I say genre show like supernatural, horror, comedy. You know, what what's your what's your thing? Or you can engage with us on social media at symbol the watchlist pod, and. Uh, all after you click on that con or click on that subscribe to us button because we're awesome and we're funny. Yeah, and tell me what international shows you're watching, and please chat with me about the Korean shows you love because I need to know more. Yeah, hit us up. Engage with us on social media. Damn it, yeah. we're 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 accessible. Damn it, yeah, especially for sponsors. Yeah, fucking hell, Jesus, <laughs> like Christ. a soft drink <laughs> or knee replacement. Yeah. Yes. Can you imagine? The hospital, would... please sponsor us to replace our knees. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, but that would be so baller, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Our 22 listeners would love, like. <laughs> They'd love to hear us talk pit. about our knee replacement surgery. Oh, my God. The scar is the scar is healing perfectly. Look Thank you so scar. much. I'm we'll going to get a Twitch tattoo and show you this. my scar. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we could Twitch live stream the surgery itself. Oh, there we go. See, we're we're smart. We know these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then and then after the surgery, we raise our soft drink of sponsorship and suck it through a straw. Whenever I get knee surgery, I drink a diet coke. Exactly. <laughs> or I would love to drink Coke Zero, but you bastards changed the recipe. Okay, I'll stop bitching yeah, about yeah, that now. Right. <laughs> now I got to find new stuff to watch. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Well, it's all right. We watch stuff so people don't have to. That's our that, whole Yeah, for fuck's thing. sake, yes. Don't waste your time with reminiscence. It's don't. Oh, it's, it, oh, I, I guess I just got it. You know, what struck a chord with me is that I understood what they were trying to do. Ah. And and it's kind of like the kid who, who who came in last place but tried really hard. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah. So you feel Hugh bad Jack- for him a bit and you're like, oh, I get what you're trying to do. You did a pretty good job. You did it. You know what? You gave it your all. And that's what we could expect. (laughs) I just don't like mediocrity. (laughs) (laughs) Not to the kid, to the movie industry. Oh, my God. I I sound like a horrible parrot. Oh, my God. I'm telling a kid you're mediocre. I I understood what you were getting at. You know what I was trying to say, people. Don't blast me. All right. I wasn't talking about (laughs) telling the kid that they were mediocre. Anyway. But but we talked about it before, though. You know, yeah, yeah. Now more and more, and you said that this Vicky app is ten bucks for the premium one. Yeah, for the premium top tier, you can see all of the shows that they have. You know, and, the, all, and of- all of the movies they have a bunch of movies that are part of the subscription, and then they do have some that you rent. Like they had Minari for rent for a while, and there's another one out there that's for rent, but I've never, I don't know what it is. 
Well, in sidebar, remember when Disney Plus came out and I said that I, I felt like all gumshoes and Cracker Jacks that I got such a good deal per month for three years? Yeah, yeah. And then they fucking came out with the bundle where you could get ESPN Plus, Hulu, and mm-hmm. Disney Plus. And I'm like, fuck you, ear, mouse ears. <laughs> well, they raised the price of that bundle a dollar. It used oh, really? to be that it, it it used to be that you could get all three of those for twelve ninety nine a month, and now it's thirteen ninety nine a month, hmm. and it's only going to go up from there, folks. Hmm. I mean, I, I think Disney Plus is worth it by itself, not twelve ninety nine, but for the six bucks a month, absolutely, absolutely, I think that's one of the best ones out there. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But that's it's just such a pisser that you pay ten dollars here, thirteen bucks here. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so again, PSA: the more you know. Dwah, yeah. dwah, dwah, dwah. Well, if you and if you like Korean dramas and and actually any Asian dramas, because Vicky isn't just Korean dramas; they have Chinese and other and Thai and other uh, Asian shows as well, but. The majority of them are Korean. Uh, Vicky is totally worth it. I'm totally getting my ten bucks worth watching these things. Oh yeah, and totally this year, I, HBO Max has been paying for itself. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, 2022 is going to suck because you know they're going to they're going they're all going to go to this 45 day release window after mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and and all right, so I wait six weeks. Big yeah, deal. Big deal. You know, it's it's yeah. fine. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all I got this week. That's it for me now, too. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. As always, subscribe to us. Share us with a friend. Go up to them in the pub and say, I've just been listening to this wee little podcast. Wouldn't you like to subscribe? Oh, my God. <laughs> They're magically delicious. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> So, so everybody, have a have, have, have a lucky charms kind of week. Have a lucky charms kind of week, and uh, we will catch you uh, on the flips. No, yeah. no, we, you know. <laughs> I, all right. Okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>